It's Thursday, December 24, Christmas Eve, 2009. Not a happy anniversary for a Tennessee town. Carping on invasive species in the Great Lakes. Big oopsie for Pittsburgh's childhood-led office. Plus, have a greener Christmas. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Prepare for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that cap and trade will cost the average American household only $175 a year. Yes, because that study was authored by the rainbow pony flying out of Barack Obama's butt. <laughs> Sparkle! This is your Christmas Eve Green News Report. Icicles on each troughs and tinsel on the tree, but it's a green Christmas for me. All right, Des, well, Merry Christmas Eve to you. Yes, Merry Christmas Eve to everybody. This week marks an unhappy anniversary for residents of Kingston, Tennessee, who got a nasty early Christmas present last year when a billion gallons of toxic coal ash waste burst its containment pond shortly after midnight and inundated 300 acres, contaminating nearby fields, streams, and rendering several homes uninhabitable. Coal ash waste is the toxic leftovers from burning coal. Nearly half of the nation's electricity comes from coal-burning power plants, generating 130 million tons of toxic waste every year that is permanently stored in loosely regulated waste ponds like the one in Tennessee. Tennessee authorities estimate cleanup of the toxic spill will take another two to three years and cost a billion dollars. For 30 years, Congress has been calling for the EPA to regulate toxic coal ash. Lisa Jackson of Obama's EPA has finally promised to do so. She promised to do so by the end of this year. She has failed to do it by the end of this year, but she says she will be doing it soon. I think we should uh, take the opportunity here at the end of the year to give credit where it's due to the Obama administration on the EPA front and the climate front. They've been very, very good. Plenty of criticism for them elsewhere. But on the green issues, I think we've seen a sea change, certainly from the previous administration. No question about that. Indeed. And the Obama EPA did promise to have new regulations by the end of this year, but that process has been stalled due to lobbying by the coal industry. Really, you don't say. They don't want anyone to regulate them, just as they have gotten away with for the last 30 years? I'm shocked. The state of Michigan sues the state of Illinois. The fight to save the Great Lakes from a voracious invasive species of fish has taken a new turn. We reported recently on efforts to stop Asian carp, an invasive species, from entering the Great Lakes. It's taken the carp only 15 years to spread all the way up the Mississippi River from Arkansas to Chicago. And the carp are now just miles away from the Great Lakes, threatening a $7 billion commercial fishing industry. Two man-made shipping locks are the last barriers to the Great Lakes, where Illinois fish and game officials have placed electrical barriers and even poison the waters last month in a last-ditch effort to stop the carp. But the state of Michigan says that's not good enough and is suing the state of Illinois in the Supreme Court. Michigan argues the only way to ensure the carp never enter the Great Lakes is to restore the natural land barrier by permanently closing the canals. And these carp were put into the water some years ago by fish and game officials in hopes that they would actually uh, clean out some of these lakes from the invasive weeds that had grown into them. But now, uh, well, I guess this is the rule of unintended consequences. Yeah, a rather stunning example of it. 
Pittsburgh's Office of Childhood Lead Prevention turns out to be contaminated with high levels of lead. The office itself? The office itself. Recent tests have shown that dust in the 90-year-old building has high levels of lead, probably due to peeling old paint. County officials dismissed the contamination as, quote, a housekeeping issue, claiming there's no cause for alarm since children are really only in the building for short periods of time. But (laughs) one adult worker in the building was diagnosed with lead poisoning earlier this year. It's almost Christmas and almost New Year's, so there's no better time than now to green up your holidays. There are plenty of easy things that you can do, everything from choosing recycled wrapping paper to buying locally or making your gifts yourself or even baking them, reusing or recycling your trash and Christmas tree to divert as much waste as possible for landfills, or even choosing to give experiences rather than more stuff, like a trip to a favorite museum or a restaurant. We have lots of tips and tricks for you to green up your Christmas, including, here's a new one, if you find you have broken Christmas tree lights, get a jump on next year by recycling them and getting super efficient LED Christmas strings at the after-holiday sales. LED Christmas lights use 90% less energy and last much longer, too. And when you talk about more stuff, uh, people need to understand that all of that stuff, even if it's not uh, you know electrical stuff that uses a lot of energy... It uses a lot of energy and resources, most likely, in the uh, distribution, in the manufacturing of the product. It is something to keep in mind. Also, be sure to check locally for small charities and service organizations in your community that don't get as much attention as the big guys. Places like shelters for victims of domestic violence and children's hospitals who can make immediate use of your old toys, clothes, shoes, books, and appliances to help someone in your community get back on their feet again. And remember, even if you can't give money, you can give your time. And that's often the best gift of all and doesn't cost a thing. We want to take this opportunity, both Desi and I, to wish all of our listeners on the air, on the radio, on on the podcasts, the very merriest and greenest of Christmas. Read about all of our tips at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Christmas Eve Green News Report. Red bows on the railing, snowflakes on the ground, but it's a green Christmas in this town.